Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast, and I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. We both know firsthand that listening and being heard can lead to change. AT&T knows all about this, too. They started listening to their customers who spoke out that they weren't getting a fair deal. Now they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deals. So listen up and learn more about getting a great smartphone deal at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey radio show man oh man oh man i thank god for it i thank god for all he's done for me for all the little things that i oftentimes uh fail to thank him for that i take for granted for breathing you know laughing the fact that I can enjoy myself. Man, I thank God for all of that. All of those small things that I forget to think that are so huge. I thank God for that. 
Yeah, it ain't just the radio show, it's that. But the radio show is the trigger for me. It kind of uh, kind of just kicks it all in for me. I was, I was talking the other day to a buddy of mine. And, you know, I have several crazy friends because I'm one of them to them. I think so, too. I think they think I'm crazy. So, you know, we all kind of got about the same, not not the same demeanor, but 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 we share some things in common. You know, I think that's what makes us friends. You know, the majority of my friends are, uh, you know, uh, uh, with women, married, you know, kids, you know, um, mostly all of them are settled, you know. Uh, I got a couple partners that's still out there a little bit, you know, but for the most part, they all pretty much settled guys, you know. Um, and and I was talking to one of them the other day. Um, I think it was Friday, Saturday one, and we were we had gotten to this conversation about God and uh, and and in the conversation we had narrowed it down and we were talking about changing the way we are as people. You know that everybody has to change. You know nothing stays the same. Everybody changes, and uh. A lot of these changes can be for the good, and a lot of them are just, they just come with time. You know, sometimes it's aging that changes us. But no matter how old you get, you still have the ability to improve as a person. We were talking about everybody can change, and everybody has the right to reinvent themselves as they get older. And I equated it to jumping out of an airplane. You know, there are some people, man, who get to a certain point in their life and they and they jump from the airplane is now almost a, 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 a stunt of some kind. It's almost like they lifed and got out of control. You ever seen somebody jump out of an airplane and, and the parachute don't open and their life start and it seems like they start spinning and tumbling and they can't get it together? And I've seen some mid-air rescues before, but then there are times when we, you know, when it hasn't worked. You know, you jump out that airplane, and 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 at first it's fun. I, I've never skydived before, but I would imagine when you first jump out of an airplane that they people describe it as a a sense of being free, and it's exhilarating when you first jump out the plane, but. If you pull that cord and nothing happens, I I never happened to me, but I can only imagine the panic that's got to set in, because no matter how fun it was a moment ago, the the, the flying over to one another, the holding hands in the air, the the breeze, the the, the descent, the, the the feeling of all of a sudden, if you reach for that cord and it's not not there. You're suddenly spinning out of control. You're going way too fast. You, you're tumbling. You, it, it's, it's not fun anymore. You're in a panic-stricken mode. And that's what happens in a lot of people's lives. When you first start your life, you jump out the plane, you're free. You're young. You ain't got nothing to worry about. There's no sense of immortality. You're just jumping out the plane. You're doing what you want to do. You're free-falling. But then you get to a certain point in your life when you go, okay, I'm going to pull the cord now. And pulling the cord is an important thing because 
here's the, the analogy my friend gave me. He said, man, use your mind like a parachute. It works better when it's open. He said, use your mind like a parachute. It works better when it's open. Well, see, what happens with a lot of people is they, they in life they jump out the plane. And 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 they and they having this free fall. And it's fun for now, but they get to a certain point in their life where they got themselves in a situation or they've had a little bit too much fun, a little bit too long, or you know, they wasn't open to nothing and they just did what they wanted to do, or they started getting involved with drugs or drinking or started running with the wrong people. So you jump out the plane at first, you free fall and it's fun. But then after a minute, man, something happens and they realize, whoa, and they reach for their cord and the cord don't work. Well, now you're in a panic-stricken situation. And my suggestion and what I've learned from the analogy that my friend shared with me is that we all, the sooner we can open our mind to God, the sooner we can develop that relationship with him. It's like pulling the cord and opening a parachute. If you open up your mind to God, God is like a parachute. You know, God can slow your descent. God can turn this out-of-control free fall into a nice ride for you. See, that's what happened to me. I was spinning out of control. I had gotten myself into a point, man, where I wasn't doing real good. Oh, y'all would look at me and think, man, Stevie, man, no. I wasn't doing real good. I had spun out of control. I was I was in a free fall and I reached for the cord, but I was so far away, the cord didn't open. Then I went to him and I pulled the cord. When I went to God, I pulled the cord and it opened and he slowed my descent. And this is what I just believe. I don't believe now that I age as fast as I was aging because I got that parachute open now. You know, I take better care of myself eating. I work out more now. You know, uh, I'm not out of control. I have a direction now. Uh, that wind then got up under that parachute a little bit, you know. And now I'm, 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 I'm going, you know, I'm still getting older, you know. So, But the descent is so slow now, I'm able to enjoy the ride. I'm, I'm guiding my parachute over. Sometimes we go over to a, to a vacation spot over here. We float back over to a but you know I'm still getting old I'm still going going down and but the descent because I've opened my mind to God the parachute has slowed my descent and now I'm rocking back and forth but I ain't spinning out of control no more you know I'm able to enjoy the view now you know when you jump out that plane and you and you pull that cord and, and it don't work you ain't looking at the view no more you thinking of only one thing how can I slow this down? Well, now I'm able to enjoy the view. I'm able to see all the beautiful things on the horizon that God has for me. I'm able to see all the beautiful things around me that he's provided for me over these years because I've slowed my descent. I use my mind like a parachute. It works better when it's open. Open your mind to God and so you can see the view, so you can slow the descent. So you can stop the out of control free fall that you've been on 
that you could get your life together and see everything out on the horizon. You know, it turned out to be a very true statement. Your mind, if you use it like a parachute, it works better when it's open, y'all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, may I have your undivided attention, please? Hey, Steve, have your attention. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have the last word. Man, just always I'm gotta just, add something. I'm just helping. You know, they used to be over there repeating each other all the time. I go, man, why they repeat each other attention. like that? See? Just all of, I'm just okay. I'm just an additive. You like a preservative on food. You just won't let it digest. Come to work as infrequent as he do, but when he get there, he try to make up. Did you not know this before you hired no, him? No, I didn't. You guys have been friends I for a hundred years. Shirley, I'm sorry, but I didn't. How was I supposed to know? I'm sick of it. <laughs> Everything is a surprise to you now. A complete and utter shock. Dismay. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? God, Pharrell. Steve. <laughs> Crazy Just man. in honor of him being off. Junior! Junior! Yeah. He'll be sure. back soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's still here. Yes, he is. Thank God. you. Oh, man. Man, he just off. Stop with the Texas, please. Facebook, man. <laughs> man, y'all, man, get y'all information right. <laughs> oh, I heard. J. Anthony Brown. Oh, I can talk now. <laughs> now I can Not talk. Not also with by Tommy. <laughs> Yay, yay. Oh, I can talk now who you spoken to. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Steve. You're getting on your nerves. Man. Steve needs your attention, please. Don't need nobody to ask me. Steve, we'll be talking now. <laughs> you know, he didn't get to that talk about it. You got to you know understand it. I won't be talking. Oh, Steve will be talking. <laughs> He didn't get to talk, y'all. He didn't get to talk. So he just, he just can't believe he talked. I didn't get to talk that much over there. Uh-huh. You know I've been here a year, Steve. It's been a year, man. What? Yes. We know. Yeah, a year. Yeah. It's been a year. Feels like longer. Been here a year. Been here a year. Still going on boat ride. It's all right. Though. I wasn't on the boat, man. Oh, you was on the boat. No, Tommy, Tommy busted you on that boat. Okay. <laughs> You you was gone a whole week. Steve, I wasn't on the boat, man. I don't care what time he said. What a coinky dink <laughs> that it was the same time as a certain cruise. <laughs> but what about this? Jay talking about it's his anniversary. We don't care. <laughs> Nobody care. But you know, man, see, I we wouldn't know. Right like if Jay went on the boat, I wouldn't say nothing. Now, he's not like that. Mm-mm. You can't be affiliated. Uh, you can't say nothing to me. Well, I got that we part. We are two black yeah. men, but hold up. In the same In fraternity. In the same frat. Okay. That you right got your there. own show, so yeah. we need a show. You got eight shows. There's still then. such a thing as jealousy, <laughs> hate. You know, there's still that Whatever. thing. So. And two light skins. I thought light skin got a guy hey, on. First of all, let me explain something to you. <laughs> I'm not his level light skin. <laughs> <laughs> And you got a darker spirit. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, guys. <laughs> Coming up, uh, it's time. It is. Uh, we'll do something funny, and uh, <laughs> this is crazy. What older men do to attract younger women? We that's got what, the rules. That's right what here. we'll talk about. Yes, sir. All, All right. right, we'll be back at 32 after the hour. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time for something funny, guys. So, uh, Steve, J. Anthony Brown, and Tommy. And Steve. Yeah, Steve, of course. Mm -hmm. And I said his name first. You're here to tell us what older men can do to attract younger women. I will read the rules, Steve. You Mm -hmm. and Tommy will add on. Number one. (laughs) Number one. Stop walking around with a Bluetooth in your ear. Yeah, Tommy. That's so not sexy. That's me. Tommy. I ain't gonna lie, that's Tommy. Tommy has a Bluetooth in his ear all the oh. time, trying to look tech savvy. But he's yeah. had it since he was thirty. <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, that's me. It don't even have the cushion on. I didn't know that was old looking. It's, that's old. it's not sexy. It's not. Uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Steve, you finished? Okay. You finished? Yeah, and he need to be finished. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. What I've discovered is. Most of these finna be about time. <laughs> you know what? You you be about right. You know what? I ain't no, seen it, but let's go. Uh, I, let's go. If you have an old school headset, the one that goes across your head, uh, where you look like an air traffic controller, uh-huh. get rid of it, okay? <laughs> That's what I wear at the house. <laughs> I know, Tommy. These all these is much. What's wrong with that? That's all you see is free. Steve, you're right again as usual. Well, it don't look like no doggone air trap. I'm not landing no plane. Tommy, so yeah. why do you have it on, Tommy? That's so I can move around the house with both hands and do stuff. Oh, but and, and because I asked for that for Christmas. And you need both hands because they small. Uh, don't wear long jackets and wide ass pants. Please okay, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Jay, my limo driver this weekend. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, you know what this is right here? I said, regrettably, I do. <laughs> This well, one of those well, suits, man. I bought this suit when they first came out. Oh, they look I like skirts. Tell, and you only five. They look bro. like skirts. They look but, like but Jay got some long jackets, though. I was going to say, yeah, Jay. Oh, well, I'm, I can talk about myself. Number three is you, Jay. Oh, Jay. <laughs> one and two is Tommy, but three Jay is definitely you. I got That's one you, to Jay. add for Jay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, get rid of your fanny pack. Please, please, please. All right? These are things that old men need to stop doing to attract younger women. All right? Mm -hmm. Get rid of your fanny pack if you got one. you need to do that, especially at amusement park (laughs) or anywhere else. We know you somebody, daddy. What you over here talking to? What's in there? What do you have? I think this is another J one right here. (laughs) Okay. What's in there, Jay? Uh, you got your medication. <laughs> you got go. your lip balm in there. <laughs> you got your battery charger. You got to have that in there. Uh, okay. All right, here we go, Steve. Weeks. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-huh. Don't mix jogging suits together. Oh, Tommy. Oh, this is Tommy. This is Tommy. Sweatpants. Tommy. No, I haven't. Underarm. No, no, no. Tommy. Converse. Oh, don't mix them up. This, this Damn. Tommy. Tommy. Now, look. Let me say this. this. Tommy. If the Adidas pants is in the wash, <laughs> and I got on a nice Nike top, and the only thing left is the underarm, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's Under Armour and Nike. We got to go. It's Under Nike, right? <laughs> under Nike, daddy. All right, this is a very important right here, Steve. Things old men need to stop doing to attract young women. 
Never let them see all your medication. What if they open up that drawer? What is this? You're going to say something. That's all three of you guys. What is this? Man, I'm going to send me the supplements, man. What you taking this for? Hey, let me tell you something. When they hand me my pills, I'm mad at them. You going to take all them at once? I got to do this five times a day. Okay. You ever seen an old man's nightstand, though? Oh, my God. It's, it's loaded. loaded. <laughs> Sprays and peels. You ever took the wrong pill? Yes, I have. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have. What do you mean, Steve? You take the wrong pill. Prescription bottles all look the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. You ain't got your glasses. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take the wrong thing. That's I didn't hear my bed looking like a tent. <laughs> yeah. I took the wrong one. Yeah, I thought I was taking a sleeping day. You just took a Viagra. You just laid up there. This is it's crazy, a, guys. And you by yourself. You just laid up there by yourself. Just wrong. <laughs> like a tent. I hope, don't feel like this. Hope I don't die and they find me like this. <laughs> you guys, really? All right, here we go. These are things old men need to stop doing to attract younger women. All right, here's the one. Here's a good one. Duct tape can't fix every damn thing. But it's pretty damn close. <laughs> Stop duct taping your tail like <laughs> When they start making that duct tape in black, boy, I thought we had a ride. <laughs> Stop referring to everybody uh-huh. as sport, scooter, champ, little man, baby girl, girlfriend, sweetie, two-piece, little bit. That's Shout not their name. Shout it. <laughs> but, but baby girl is good. I like baby girl. Okay, then you're number See, eight. Right there. Yeah. Right there. I like baby girl. Yeah. I can't stop doing that. That's why, that's why we wrote that. All right, things old men need to do to stop uh, to uh-huh. attract younger women. Here we go. Here's another one. Stop sucking your teeth. Oh, that's Stop deep. it. Oh, that's stop. Deep. Please. Now, dog, you know you, you do that, dog. I'm doing it you now. You in public, though. I'm doing it now. I want you to feel my disgust, but be attracted to it. At the same time. Yeah. Steve, that is yeah. so you. You damn right, that's me. I, I, and, and want you to think it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> The last he one. He still take a straw out the broom oh, and pick it. Nah, oh, nothing wrong uh-huh. with that. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's what a broom is. Last one, quick. <laughs> All right, hurry up. When you approach a younger woman, uh-huh. have some money. Uh, my favorite. My favorite. Because <laughs> that's all they want. That's, that's all they Tommy want. Tommy always buying the girls dinner. Uh, that's all yeah. they want. Hey, you got money. You can pick list. your teeth, uh-huh. wear a panty pack, do whatever you want to do. Love that list. I uh, saw you guys all over that list. Okay, uh, coming up next, it's the nephew, the king of pranks, with Run That Prank Back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up, the nephew, king of pranks, with a prank phone call. You ain't married. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, tell me, can I ask you a question, man? Yeah. When you introduce your pranks, are you angry? <laughs> no, I'm in I'm in prank mode, huh? Oh, that's what yeah. that is. Yeah, that's oh. prank mode. That's game. That's all it is. Yeah. Hit it. You ain't married. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Brian. Yeah, this is he. How you doing, Brian? My name is Daniel. I wanted to give you a call today. You you got a minute? Uh, yeah. Okay, listen, um, you're, you're Brian, um, Brian, right? You're married to, uh, to Althea? Yeah. Hello? Hello? 
Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that, that, that's me. That's my wife. Yeah. Okay. Got a question for you. How long have you guys been married? Going on nine years now. We've been married. Now, who is this? My name is Daniel. Were were you um were were you guys married at, at Greater New Missionary Baptist Church? Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of that church. Yeah, Greater New by nine years. Yeah, that's right. What, why? What's going on? What what you asking me all these questions for? Okay. Do you remember the 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 the, the minister that officiated your actual uh, wedding ceremony? Yeah, that was uh, Reverend. Reverend. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got the right person. I wanted to make sure I had the right person, uh, Brian. So I'm I'm sorry if it if it seemed a little weird to you. Here right. here's what's going on. We've just come up with a new discovery. A lot of information that uh, Reverend none of his credentials are true. Everything is false. He's not a minister at all. He never was a minister, and every single wedding ceremony that he officiated is basically null and void. So, I, and I hate to be the, the the bearer of bad news, but you and Althea, even though you think you've been married for nine years, you guys are not married oh, no. at all. No, 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 no. Doc, Doc you got to have the wrong person. Because me and Althea, we got we got married about nine years ago, and Reverend, he he the preacher. I know that. What I'm telling you is. He 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 never was ordained. He's never been an ordained minister. He's not a minister at all. So when he performed this ceremony, your wedding ceremony, he had no right to be doing that. You guys are not are not married. You know, you guys have been living in sin for nine years. Hold on, hold hold on, Doc. Let me tell you something. I ain't been living in no sin. Me and my wife, we have been married for nine years, and that man, he's a preacher. I'm telling you, he's a preacher. I heard him preach last Sunday. Sir, as of today. He has he has no right to be in anybody's pulpit. He has no right to be officiating, whether it's weddings or funerals, no matter what it is, christenings for children. He's not allowed to do that, and we have uh, officially stopped him from doing anything serving under uh, uh, as being a pastor or a minister. We have stopped that. But what I want you to know is that you have been living in sin, and you don't you. We want to try and get you guys married as soon as possible, so you're not living in sin. Oh, no, Doc. I ain't been living in no sin. I have been married for nine years. This woman, she has been taking care of me and my kids for the past nine wait, wait, years. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you, you, guys have, my... you guys have children? Yeah, yeah. we, we got two, two kids, two beautiful kids. Okay, then those kids are bastards. Bastards? Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. My kids ain't no bastards. What about your kids? Your kids are bastards? No, sir. My, kid, my kids were born in wedlock. Your kids have been born out of you, wedlock. I'm telling you, that man did my service, and he is a preacher. He's a man after God's own heart himself. He done done everything that, that he could for me and my family. He is a preacher. Sir, I, I, don't, I, I know it's hard for you to, to, to swallow the truth, but I want you to know, and I need you to be able to tell Althea that you guys are not married, not as of right now. No, no. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, back in the olden days, but before all these all these colleges and stuff came came about, you telling me that them men back in the old days that they wasn't no preachers, that they wasn't men, men after the cloth? Is that what you're saying to me? Uh, what what are you what are you what are you what are you getting at, sir? What I'm trying to say is, back in the olden days, back in the twenties and thirties, they didn't have all these colleges and all these degrees and stuff like these new preachers got these days. That man now he was from back then, and God called them, and that's what they went on to. And all them people that they married back then, they did the same thing today. 
You don't need no degree to say that, that you're a preacher. You don't need no license to say you, you're a preacher. Me and my wife, we've been married for nine years. My kids have been born in wedlock. We were sir, married. We were married by Reverend My friends and family, they was all there. Sir, the bottom line is that you have been living in sin because you have not been married with your wife for the last nine years. And your kids, I, I, I hate to say it, your kids are bastards. Now, hold on now. I done told you. Don't say nothing else about my kids. See, now, I ain't no cusser, but don't push me. My kids ain't no bastards. You understand me? You don't get me up, sir. I'm trying to give you the truth and try to get you in here and get you married so you will not be living in sin any more than what you are. I ain't living in no sin. Look, now, you don't make me whoop your ASS. You understand? Me and my wife, we have been married for nine years. Don't sit up here and call me talking about that we ain't married. That man ain't no preacher. You understand? Now get off my so, phone. But you, that's my wife. Those are my kids. They have been born in wedlock. You understand? Sir, sir, I, I, I just wanted to call and give you the information so that you could probably stop living in sin. That's all I wanted to do. I ain't living in no sin. That's what I just told you. You ain't hear me? I ain't living in no sin. Maybe you the one that's living up in some sin. Now, you ain't got nothing to say to me. That man that married us nine years ago. Now, get sir, your ASS off my phone. Sir, sir, I got, sir, I have one more thing. I, one more thing I'd like to say you to you. You ain't got nothing else to say to me. You ain't get your ASS off my DAM phone now. Do you understand me? Oh. I ain't got time for this foolishness. Sir, can I say one more thing? What you got to say to me now? I just wanted to let you know that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife Althea got me to prank phone call you. Oh man, oh, <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> Doc, yeah, uh-huh, Doc, yeah, I almost went in on you, Doc, you almost made me go there. Yeah, I'm going to get it, I you say, I see put you up to this. Yeah, I see got me to prank you, man. Wow, man. Oh, man, hey, man, you all right with me, brother. I got to ask you something, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what? how y'all feel about me? This was something else about right it? here. I keep telling you, <laughs> you one day. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. There are some ministers out there who have not been ordained that are, that are, you know, marrying people, and these people ain't really married. You know how okay. people walk around and really ain't married? Hello? <laughs> hey. Y'all going to quit punching me every day with this. Yeah, they getting longer, though. Oh, no. <laughs> no, this is extended whooping. Yeah. No, it has turned into an ass whooping is what yeah. it's turned into. That's what it's going to be. All right, thank you, Neff. Uh, actress Brigitte Nielsen, uh, you guys remember I her. I heard about her. Yeah, she's pregnant, but guess what? It's her fifth child, and she's 54 years old. Have you seen Go her? On, she girl. is big, yeah. too. She's really big. She's Mattress Stallone, wasn't she? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she starred in Rocky Four. She starred in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, the two. tall blonde girl yes. that was with Flavor Flav. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I did not understand that. Yeah, <laughs> she revealed her bu- baby bump on Instagram. She wrote, uh, "The family's getting larger." She posted another photo with the caption, "Happy time." This is her first child with her husband. He's a 39-year-old Italian. She has four children by uh, three previous relationships. She was, yes, in a relationship with, with Sylvester Stallone, and, and of course, she too. dated, yeah, Mark Gastonone. Mm-hmm. Of course she dated. Flavor Flav. Well, that's when you can't explain something. Yeah, you can't explain that one. It's like, way. what's your type? <laughs> <laughs> you got Sylvester Stallone and Flavor Flav. I'm just, just figuring out, what, is, what you doing? <laughs> 
Did he have a clock on when they did? Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Cleveland Browns safety Demarius Randall underestimated two things, okay? He underestimated the power of social media, (laughs) and he estimated the passion of Cleveland fans, okay? All right, uh, he's Come a big on, fan. He's a big fan of Golden State star guard Stephen Curry, Stephon uh-huh. Curry. Uh, Randall mm. posted a tweet promising that if the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Warriors in the 2018 NBA Finals, he would buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. That's what he put on social media. Okay, fool. Okay, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. He underestimated social media. Randall's tweet had been retweeted, get this, 869,000 times, Steve. Okay. He, he broke now. <laughs> he said, honestly, I didn't think it was going to uh, get over 100, and it was a joke, and he will not be buying jerseys, okay? <laughs> Randall, who <laughs> he came to the Browns in a March trade from, the, from Green Bay, says he is not anti-LeBron. He doesn't want you to think that, and that he's actually a big LeBron fan as well, but when he's going up against Steph, he would just rather Steph win over LeBron. Well. So there you go. Yeah. I can fulfill that order right here in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> the swap meet on Slauson. You ain't going to be out with $150. We're going to get all them jerseys. Not the Slauson swap meet, Jay. This boy, he don't understand. When you come to Cleveland, man, yes. you got to be Cleveland all in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Don't no, we don't do that. He Mm-mm. underestimated Don't We fans. Cleveland, man. Just, yeah. Now, if you want to take your ass back to Green Bay, Boy, you don't come to Cleveland with that. <laughs> Learn this. Forget social media. Okay, what's the we, rules? When we see your ass out somewhere. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that's your problem. You better have these jerseys. Dog, <laughs> mine. <laughs> I ain't get them jerseys, but don't wash them. Yeah. Whatever you do. <laughs> other Cleveland other Cleveland players had advised him not to do that, that they sh- he should not have pe- press send on his uh, uh-huh. tweets. Those are the most dangerous words on your phone. Yeah, send. Send. Mm-hmm. Yeah. send. Ooh, it has yeah. got more people in trouble. <laughs> send. 869,000 to- times it was retweeted. Lost and yeah. swap me, baby. Wow. We can cover that. <laughs> At the first game, we're going to see some signs. He, he, he needed it. He, he needed to play fix his this one. <laughs> he need a do-over, huh? Because, dog, yeah. cause we're trying to win a title here. Uh-huh. Now, I know that Cleveland is the underdogs. Yeah. I'm clear about that. But mm. we pulling for Cleveland, though. Yes, so don't let us win now, okay? Did you say Cleveland? That's right. That's how you say it, sure. Yeah, that's how you say it, sure. If it means something, you uh-huh. say it like that. Cleveland, Ohio. You just leave that V off, huh? If you want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Cleveland. that before. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. I thought that's what he said. Dog, we Cleveland. Cleveland. Come up in here now. This Cleveland. You don't know where you at? Okay. The V is like, hey, what about me? Like Bron, we leave it off. <laughs> no, man, you, but you you on the Browns team. Now. You can't, yeah, I don't yeah, care. You I, I look, I, yeah. Steph Curry was on um, Family Feud this year. You'll mm. see it. Oh, really? Okay, coming up this Steph summer. Curry against uh, Chris Paul's family. Okay. I told them they would be in the finals. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. DC, I mean, uh, Steph Curry used to go to Chris Paul's camp. They got the same hmm. financial managers. Mm-hmm. Them boys is tight. Yeah. 
they fathers know each other. They families know each other. They grew up together in North Carolina. I ain't even know that. Oh, wow. Dale Curry, friends with Chris Paul's daddy. Their mamas know each other. Uh-huh. It, was, it was really revealing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, you could do, I don't care how much you like him. I like him, too. But his ass got to go down. And you're on the Browns now. Period. Yeah. All right, Steve, it's time to catch up on today's national news. Please introduce the lovely one. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thanks, guys. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Well, the state of Florida is in the news again here. Get this. This time for awarding the family of an unarmed black man, a father of three, a mere $4, $4 after he was shot dead by police over a noise complaint. A St. Lucie County deputy fatally shot 30-year-old Gregory Hill Jr. through his garage door after a woman across the street called in a noise complaint. Now, local law there says that a misdemeanor is handed out for a person's third noise complaint. But this is Mr. Hill's first. The cops claimed they shot Hill because he flashed a gun. A weapon was found in his back pocket, but it wasn't loaded. There was no blood on it, which the family's attorney says proved it was never out of his pocket or in his hands. The jury awarded $4 to his family for pain and suffering and then reduced that award to four cents. Four cents. U.S. allies up in arms over President Trump's announcement that he will not extend any exemptions from his new uh, tariffs on aluminum and steel imports. It, those uh, tariffs go and kick in actually in midnight. So now Canada and Mexico are promising to strike back by imposing duties on American stuff. European Union tends to bring its case before the World Trade Organization and respond to the new Trump tariffs with up to $3 billion in hefty fines on U.S. imports by the middle of this month. President Trump, by the way, has issued several pardons, some popular, others not so much. For instance, he did pardon uh, uh, posthumously, the first black heavyweight champion, Jack Johnson. That was a pardon many felt was long, 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 long overdue. But the president has also pardoned fiery right-wing commentator Dinesh D'Souza, who pled guilty four years ago to violating campaign finance law. He says he's thinking about pardoning Martha Stewart, convicted in 2004 of a conspiracy and other charges, and of commuting the 14-year prison sentence ter- uh, given to Illinois Governor Rob Blagojevich for corruption. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the news is good. He and his team making progress with the North Koreans over the past few days about that summit that they want to do. Several community and immigrant groups across the country planning a national day of action today to protest the treatment of immigrant families by U.S. immigrant authorities. Demonstrations planned for today at noon in New York City, uh, D.C., Los Angeles, Chicago, and some other cities, actually. So that's going to be going on a lot of places. You're going to see that on TV. Organizers say they'll be protesting the breakup of families at the border, as well as the reported abuse of immigrant children while in the custody of Border Patrol agents. And today is Don't Give Up the Ship Day. Ah, nice day for a sale. We'll be back with more entertainment and today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla, so what is going on with this whole Pusha T and Drake beef? I mean, and why the hell is I'm in it? <laughs> my, I'm the last yeah. person yeah. need to be in a rap battle. Uh, exactly. I don't know. It, it's so much tea for the fans. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't know if Drake started it or what happened, but Pusha T is basically said that Drake has ghostwriters. For his songs, it has been so for then, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, what Pusha T released this diss track called Adidon. Mm-hmm. and so in the diss track, he said that Drake had an illegitimate child. 
So everybody mm. was like, what? Drake mm -hmm. has a kid? You know, nobody had ever heard that before. So then it turns out TMZ is reporting that Drake does have an illegitimate child with a former porn star and that Drake has been paying child support. So people are like, well, dang, is Drake a deadbeat dad? Is that what Pusha T is trying to say? So it turns out that Drake has been paying child support to the mother of this child, but he does want a DNA test to prove the paternity of the child. So then but he up on his payments, though. So cool. I mean, you know, from what the reports are saying. Yeah, if, if you're not support. up on your payments yeah. on the jail. next tax return, it'll be reported. <laughs> Especially so he's somebody current. like Drake. They know yeah. where to find him. More importantly, him. though... <laughs> Right. More importantly, do anybody have a picture of the porn star? That's really what I want. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what you yeah. got out of this? Yeah. Hell yeah. Why, why yeah I I'm kind of with Tommy on that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, see I, what she look like myself. Yeah, I very rarely agree with that. But then, even if Drake do have a baby with a porn star, he ain't the president. <laughs> right. Thank exactly. you. Right. There's no Stormy exactly. Daniel. Yeah, he so Drake. Sophia uh, Brousseau, that's her name. She's beautiful, yeah. So... Okay, so that's Get the that. picture, send it to me, Tommy. Okay, give me the name again, Carl. Sophia. You're a mess, Tommy. I know. Come on, old Sophia home now. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the last name? Sophia Brousseau. B-R-U-S-S-A-U-X. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. You got an X in She's your name. Just... I stopped typing right now. <laughs> I don't ever know where to put an X in the word. I can promise you, I don't oh, know where to put it. Suck it, now. You look good, Tommy? All he, what? All he put in yeah, was Sophia. Uh, <laughs> ooh, you know so how good. I think it's Sophia. Oh, you know how good. Ain't nobody mad at Drake about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the picture. Mm -hmm. Yes. So 50 them put a picture up. And they, they, so they got a line in there about my suits or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lil something. Duval on his Instagram got the <laughs> same picture say? up that they put Lil Duval say, keep the OG out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, J. Anthony Brown is going to murder another hit. It's at 34 oh, after the hope hour. Oh, friends with this one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> We're about to lose another friend <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, Jay is here to murder yet another relationship and hit. <laughs> Come on, Jay. What's happening, Jay? I hope you're not friends with this person. It's about Roseanne Barr. Oh, uh-uh. Check it out on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Everybody racist.
Good job, Jay. All right, Jay. Yeah. Good uh-huh. job, Jay Anthony Brown. <laughs> I know this trackie will make you happy. <laughs> Roseanne, you're wacky. Roseanne! <laughs> I know they want it. Sponsors gonna want it. Yeah. Boy, yeah, they fired it. her with a quickness. Didn't I know, I know. Oh. My, my heart goes out to the, the I feel casting that was the crew, crew, though. Right? Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah and, and, and let me tell you something else. This little thing that's starting to boil because they're saying that the president of ABC is a black woman. Uh-huh. I want you all to understand something. Can't Do not let this you. take legs because that ain't what this is. When you see Bob Iger, mm-hmm. who is the head man of Disney, which owns mm. ABC. ABC. When he calls Valerie Jarrett, this came from the top. Yeah, yeah. Because if it had come from this woman at ABC, she would have made the call to Valerie Jarrett. Channing This, this mm-hmm. came from way up top, y'all. Mm-hmm. So this ain't been, don't, do not allow Roseanne to turn this into a racial issue because the woman that's the head of ABC is black. This firing when you get rid of a top-rated show, this was ABC's newest show. When you oh, get yeah. rid of that type of money, that got to come from some board directors. That's got to come but from this some this that people. other office up there. Brother. brother. That elevator, we don't know nothing about it. That's that, the flow you can't go on. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> you need a car that and, let me, and, and let me say this. Look, look, look. We, we live in a time, man, where a person can lose their job for just about anything almost. Yeah, yeah. So, One you know, slip of the tongue. But what Roseanne had done, she had laid down a track record mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of insensitive racial remarks. Yeah, that made a lot of people question why ABC hired her in the first place. Right. While, while she was off air. But mm-hmm. see, that's not ABC's job, though. ABC's job, they can only hold you accountable when you are under contract from ABC. Mm-hmm. For right. them. Yeah. They can hold you responsible mm-hmm. for yeah. that. They can't hold you responsible for that, you know, especially if it wasn't an issue. Because if nobody made an uproar about these racial statements before, right. but like well, Don did. Lemon laced them, man, because he showed they the did. national anthem, the Hitler cookies. Oh, yeah. I, I know. And, and, I, and it's, she called Roseanne, Dr. Susan Rice an, an ape uh, when she was, Let me, you let know, me ask you a question. Uh, Is Roseanne Barr Jewish? Yes. I think she is I think so. Jewish. Yeah, she is. I think she is Jewish, Steve. Because yes. I think I remember her yeah. one time for her child's bar mitzvah. Yeah. She bought him mm-hmm. a, a, a Range Rover, a Jeep. He was mm-hmm. 13, couldn't even drive. Yeah. I don't know. I think they she still, is. They're saying yeah. the principal actors from the show will still get paid. Well, what Sarah she is is out of work. We know that. What about the crew? <laughs> All right. Um, we got to move on here, guys. Um, coming up next, it's the nephew with the prank phone call. Right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, my mind says no, but my body says yes. But uh, right now, it is the nephew. He's here with today's prank phone call. What you got, king of pranks? Cake lady. What? <laughs> the cake Oh, cake lady. lady. Oh, okay. Cake lady. <laughs> Jay? Listen to this right here. Good, I gotta Jay. Hear it. I gotta hear it. Cake, this is Barbara. Uh, yeah, I need to ask you, what what kind of cakes do y'all make at this place? Well, sir, we make all occasion cakes. Birthday cakes, anniversary cakes, wedding cakes, 
Pretty much whatever you need. What you looking for? Do y'all be making adult cakes? Yes, sir. We a few adult cakes, you know, um, bachelorette parties and, uh, you know, wedding. What exactly are you looking for, sir? No, no, no. The problem is, is this right here. I ordered a cake from you all on Saturday. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be delivered to my daughter's school on Tuesday. And, you know, she in junior high school, 13 years old. The cake was supposed to have Hannah Montana on it, and it was supposed to say, Happy Birthday, now, the cake get delivered over there today, and I can't for the life of me believe that this has happened. We in her classroom, all the classmates is in there, some teachers in there, the principal then came down. We finna have cake and ice cream for the kids, but when they open up the cake, it's a man's private part on the cake. What? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No. We have never made a mistake like that. Y'all made that mistake. Y'all made that mistake. I've been calling this place all damn day. Y'all done made this damn mistake, and somebody gonna pay for this. I got we thirteen. Yeah, I got no, thirteen no, year old kids. No, you gonna have to lower it down now, okay? Because we can't get nothing settled if you yelling and I can't hear you, okay? I need to lower it down. Sir, you should have lowered that private part off that cake. That's sir, what you should, what, sir. Sir, what is your name? My name is Trevor. And now, where was the cake supposed to be going? Middle school. Middle school. Now, where was it delivered, sir? I just don't see that's this it right there. You can't remember. That's how y'all made the damn mistake. Sir, please just answer the question so we can get this settled, sir. No, what who is the owner there? Excuse me, I am the owner. My name is Barbara. Now, if you give me the information, I'll try to make this thing right because it couldn't have been my company. Are you absolutely sure, sir? I'm positive. Y'all is the ones that delivered the damn cake. Listen, I got all these 13-year-old kids and they're traumatized, and the, the teachers and the oh, principal oh, okay, okay, are looking sir. at me crazy. I, I, because I y'all didn't deliver the wrong I, damn sir, understand, cake. Sir, but I need you to calm down just for a minute. Let me ask you this. Wait, wait, wait. I, you want me to calm down? You should have took that private part down I, I off the understand. cake. I can understand, but I don't think it was my company, okay, because we've never made a mistake like that. Now, we're very careful with that kind of stuff. Now, sir, hold on one minute. Come here. Do you know anything about a cake delivery, a Hannah Montana cake, going to middle school today? Uh-huh. Yeah, did y'all make any deliveries? Okay, thanks. Sir, I just talked to my driver, and he's been with me about eight years, sir, and we've never had a problem like this. He's never delivered a cake over there, sir. Are you sure it was my company? This damn show this place, lady. It's this place. Your driver lying. Uh, you, know, you know, mistakes can be made, but... I cannot. You can't make no mistake like that when you got a man's private part in a uh, in front of a bunch of thirteen year old kids at a junior high school. I can understand. I would be upset too. I have children too, so I can understand what you're trying to say. But sir, what I'm trying to tell you is, this is not my company. You're talking about. We wouldn't have done anything like that. I've been in business for thirteen years. What is your name? My name is Barbara. Okay. So you're the one behind all of this on this damn cake. It's supposed to be Hannah Montana and wind up being a man's private part on the cake. Sir, come on, uh, stop and think about this. No, you think we would not deliver a cake to, to a about... high school, an adult cake to a school. Now, I, I understand you upset. Listen, I la- really lady, do you understand what has happened at my daughter's school? I, and I apologize for it, sir, but I don't believe that you ordered the cake from my company, okay? As a matter of fact, we make cakes on Friday, sir. Wasn't no cake delivered today. Sir, it's a Tuesday. Hey, what the hell? I mean, it's a Tuesday. Ain't nobody eating cake on Tuesday? Sir, I have told you that 
that couldn't have happened here at my company. Okay. 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 Let now, me tell I don't know. you. Okay. I, I'll be happy to make a cake for you, sir, and to send it to your daughter. But, sir, it wasn't my company. That I don't want no more damn cakes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I'm finna to do, lady. I'm finna call my lawyer. I'm finna get with the police. And I'm coming over there to shut that down. You won't sell a cupcake when I get through with your... Oh, sir, you know what? Now, you done gone too far. Let me tell you something. This is my business that I done worked for 13 years to build. You ain't finna come up in here and do a... I'm finna shut that down. You come up I'm here and find more down. icing up your... Your mammy won't even know who you are. You need to get off my phone with this... That's some ignorant in the first place, sir. How dare you call me with that... And what the... Is your name? I already told you my name is Trevor. What that Trevor? Bring your up here, and I got something for you. Bring your and the police. Do you think I'm gonna let some little like you come jeopardize my business? I've been in business too long. I know what the I'm doing. Now I don't know who the you call, but it will show not my company. Do you understand me? I understand everything you saying, and I understand when I get over there, I'm gonna shut it down. Me and the police. You won't come out here and get your down and you're going to have a daughter crying over your Now I done told you what my company. Now get off my phone. Do you hear me? I got one more thing I need you to say to you, lady. It's thing to tell me talking about shutting down my company. Yes, I, I got one more thing. I, is you listening to me? I ain't listening. What you got to say to me? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. That Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, young son. I got to get off this phone. Oh, my God. I'm a killer. I'm a killer. Bye. Hello? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please tell me I'm not on the radio. No. Oh, Jesus. You ain't on the radio now, but you're going to be on there in the morning. Oh, Lord, no, no. My preacher and everybody else going to be on it. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill that I'm going to kill it. I'm going to get me a cake and go to her job and f***ing up. Lord, oh, Lord. Y'all going to get somebody f***ed up playing like that, you know? Oh. She going to have to look out every day. She ain't going to never where it's coming from. I'm going to be like the thief in the night on her. Miss <laughs> hey. oh. Barbara, I got to ask you one more thing. What is, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Y'all what? Hey, can you make a can you make a socket to me cake? Yeah, I can make a socket to your cake, but you better hope it ain't got a gun in it. Y'all don't mess around and get <laughs> around mess with somebody like that. They business now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was I think you Come on, now. give it to me. Joe give it to me. Give it to me. It was good. It was good. Oh, it was good. good oh, you, prank you can prank your behind. Cutting. Yeah, you That's can prank your behind <laughs> off. <laughs> we're not questioning that. Okay. I want to make sure I get my accolades. Yes. Oh. Hey, I didn't even get the door open. I didn't even get the door open. Wow. I ain't gonna uh, be taking all these ass whoopings either. Oh, well, I think you are. You <laughs> oh, you gonna take them. That's where you're wrong, partner. <laughs> yeah, they getting longer. <laughs> you need to get a bodyguard, I think. Yeah. You be sitting in the corner going. <laughs> <laughs>
That's what Uncle told me. <laughs> Tommy, but you're not afraid, though? No, you're that... not afraid at all. No, yeah, I'm is. in the pranking business, sir. I yeah. got to keep up with it. I, I got to do it. When you get business your ass whipping, your shirt is all twisted. <laughs> hey, hey. Because they were pulling yeah. in and trying to run. You know, you got to you have to look at it. Like... Your zipper be <laughs> What, Steve? Get your ass whooping your zipper be in the back. <laughs> you just standing there peeing on that. Get your ass whooping, okay. you missing a shoe. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know, look at it like this. What? Firemen get up, they fight fire. Uh-huh. I get up and I prank people. I'm a prank. You, yeah. Some, some you jobs are dangerous. You're going to with half a sock on. All right. Thank we'll you, nephew. Right yeah. <laughs> Strawberry letter coming up next. My mind says no, but my body says yes right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, right now, it is time for today's Strawberry Letter, ladies and gentlemen. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, submit your letter. Please, your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Tell them Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Oh, that was fake. Yes, that was so, so not into it. Oh, I'm not soliciting for no letters. Y'all want to write us? Come on. If you don't, whatever. All right, let's Got go now. Got plenty of drama here in my own life I'm trying to solve. <laughs> you need to write a letter, Steve. Well, my damn kids quit calling me. <laughs> Buckle up. Hold on tight. Strawberry letter. Thank you, Nav. Subject, my mind says no, but my body says yes. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am in desperate need of advice. I am a 30-year-old female, and I am still a virgin. I grew up in the church, and I was taught to wait until marriage before sharing that part of myself. Somebody want to get that? That's her comment. Yeah, somebody want to get that? (laughs) I believe that if I did, the Lord would send me a husband. But now, here I am, 30 years old, still single, and wondering if I am just being naive. All of my friends who started having sex in their teenage years are all married. I'm starting to think that they did things the right way. I've dated a lot of guys, but whatever, whenever things get physical, I would pump the brakes. Am I crazy to believe that there's a man out there that will wait for me till marriage? Maybe I should start having sex and just follow your 90-day rule. She's talking about you, Steve. I have a friend that used your 90-day rule, and now she's engaged. With all of the sexy pictures and videos and social media, the pressure is on me to have sex. I honestly don't know if I can wait any longer. My mind is telling me no, but my body is saying yes. I feel like I'm on an... I feel like um, I'm on an island by myself, and I'll never get a man this way. Mr. Harvey, I know you're good at giving advice and love and sex, so can you give me some guidance? Should I do it or not? Uh, I got, just got to tell you, first of all, congratulations on still being a virgin at 30 years old. I mean, in these days and times, that is uh, really unheard of. It really is. Uh, yeah, the crazy part is if you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible and everything and what it says, you are the one that's right. I mean, you know, we got to tell it like it is. Uh, the Bible teaches that sex should be between a husband and a wife. So, no, you're not being naive. Uh, you're doing what's uh, morally and biblically sound, and oftentimes you will be on an island by yourself because most people, yes, are getting it in. They are on a regular basis, yeah. daily basis, all the time. So you feel like you should 
jump in because everybody else is doing it. You feel that pressure. But, you know, that's not a good enough reason. You know, if you're a Christian, you got to stick up for your principles and what you believe in. Don't let the world change who you are. You got to believe in God. You got to trust him and you got to wait on him. Steve. Well, this is a really, really hard letter to advise because I have conflicting views here, to be honest with you. She's in desperate need. She's 30-year-old. She's still a virgin. Grew up in the church. Taught to wait before marriage, before sharing that part of myself. And she believed she did. God would send her husband. Well, she's 30 years old now. All her friends who started having sex in their teenage years are married. I'm starting to think they did the right thing. Am I crazy to believe that there's a man out there that will wait for me till marriage? All right, let's start addressing some of these things. All my friends having sex in their teenage years, they all married. Uh, it can work. It can backfire. As Shirley said, technically, you're doing it the correct way. It's just that we don't live in a correct world. And so we all succumb to worldly things from time to time. We are all born as sinners. It's what we do. All of us. And so we are all guilty of it. So who am I to tell you to stop doing it the right way and do it like everybody else? Is it, am I crazy to believe that there's a man out there that will wait for me to marriage? God can send you anything. But the average man is not. Period. It's really funny because last week I did a show, before the season ended for my talk show, I did a show where I had half audience single men, half audience single women. I set them Uh in a split so the women were on one side. This one girl that I was trying to really help, attractive year old, 28 year old black girl, really attractive girl took care of herself. She was looking for a man, so the guy I wanted to introduce her to was on one of my dating shows. Turns out that this guy was bisexual. So that wasn't gonna work. And the way we found out was in a really shocking way, right? So she's not interested in dating a guy that's bi, right? So I had another guy in mind. So when I had the women stand up to say what they were looking for, like, if they had a woman, a woman would stand up and I would say, do you want a man who has kids? She'll say, less than two kids. Anybody with more than two kids can sit down. You know, we were eliminating in that way. You follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So then I said, what's the other requirement? This woman said, standing up in front of an audience full of half men, I will not have sex with a man until I'm married. So if you're wanting sex, you can sit down. Let me sit my ass on that. You weren't there. <laughs> I'm crazy. Surely every man, every man over there sat down. I believe it. Wow. I believe it. I, I <laughs> and she went, oh my God, it. are you guys serious? And I went, lady, hold on. You cannot meet a man day one and tell this man you're not having no sex. You can't drop that information on a man until you all have been dating for a minute. There's some heavy interest going on. The Peddington got to a point where they starting to rub and touch some stuff. Then you got to break it to him then. He's already got to feel something for you. You can't go day one. I'm I'm looking for a man that don't want to have sex. Because who that? 
<laughs> Who is that man that don't want to have sex? Right. And that's what she said. If you want to have sex, you can sit down now. The whole room sat down. She was disgusted with him. And I told her, I said, sister, you went about this the wrong way. So are you crazy to think that there's a belief that a man will wait for you into marriage? No, you're not crazy, but a lot of men are not. Let's just be honest. Then you said, maybe I should start having sex and just follow your 90-day rule. The reason I did the 90-day rule is because most people are not going to not have sex. So at least let me give you a little bit of room to find out more about the man before you give yourself to him so you can stop some of the major disappointments after two weeks. I'll finish up my response. All right. right after this. Yeah, we're going to have part two. Much gonna be the same. We're going to have part two of yeah, Steve's part response. Two, which is going to be just like part one. Coming That's up at 23 right. after the hour. Be quiet, Tommy. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's go with part two of your response to today's strawberry letter. Uh, the subject, my boyfriend, I mean, um, the subject, my mind says no, but my body says yes. Let's recap. Uh, <laughs> Be quiet, Tommy. 30-year-old woman, still a virgin, uh, thinking maybe she should start having sex because all her girlfriends oh. have had sex and they married now. Am I crazy to believe that there's a man out there who will wait for me to marriage? No, you're not crazy, but he's going to have to be in love with you first. That's my opinion. Maybe I should start having sex and just follow your 90-day rule. I put the 90-day rule in place. So women could stop having sex with men on the first, second, third date night and then find out later on the stuff that you could have known had you took a little bit of time to do your homework. It's just a protective rule. Yeah, some women thought that was too long. Yeah. Now, with all the sexy pictures and videos on social media, the pressure of me to have sex, the pressure's on me to have sex, that's true. I honestly don't know if I could wait any longer. My mind is telling me no, but my body is saying yes. Well, little girl, let me share something. My body has been saying yes for 61 years. Oh, no. I just want to tell you something. With her. That's all he's stuff. Yeah, so so she don't seem like she the only one. This little girl honestly don't know if she can wait any longer. Her mind is telling her no, but her body is saying yes. Now, little girl... I would love to tell you to hold out and stay strong. And if it's about your faith, then you should. Is it going to be difficult? Yes, it is. My mind! I'm saying, my mind is telling me no, but my body. (laughs) Screaming, yay! We don't really want to sing. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Yeah, that's right. Dang it. I can sing all uh, Take it to the I'm top again. Take it to the, the top again, Steve. One more time. One more time, man. Shut up, Jay. Sing one more time, man. I said my mind keeps telling me no, but my body, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, yes. Come on. 
know when your body's talking to you. You can tell. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, just keep your going. Hey, speak loud. Hey, hey, did you so see are that? are you helping this young lady? Yeah, no, I'm not just, right now. You're not. singing kales. That's all I'm hearing right no, now. No, I'm not. I don't know what to tell this little girl. She's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> what, Tommy? <laughs> it's time to make a decision. Here's the deal. You got to follow your heart. Yeah. Yes, right. Steve. You got to do what's best in your heart. I cannot tell you to stop doing it the way you're doing it because mm-hmm. that may not be the answer. If you've trusted God this far, the only way to, to, to see what God got for you and get to the end results is you got to see it through. Mm-hmm. Now, if you switch courses right now, that may not be what God wants you to do. You're in a tough position. It's so hard. You know, I wrote this book, but also let let's mm-hmm. just let's just be honest. Jay, mm-hmm. would you wait? Hell no. Tommy. You asked You don't know how to ask me that. That's crazy. <laughs> Why would you ask me something? You know, you know that. You ask me, men, Steve. Crazy. I can't wait. And I ain't got nobody I can't wait. I'm about to get naked soon we can do with this show. I, 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 how much time we got for this we off? <laughs> And, yeah, and like you said, it's hard so. to meet a man that's really willing to wait when you first say that out the gate. And you say that out the gate. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, I, I don't need me getting into this because this is not what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. But I promise you, once tough. you start, you're mm-hmm. not going to stop. Doing yeah. It. I once promise you. you that. But Steve is telling her right to follow her heart. Yeah. You know, that's her decision. Yeah. She has to follow her heart. And do My thing. heart didn't lie to me so many damn times. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. It's a tough letter, man. I don't really know yeah. what to say to her. I feel for her. You know, I I tried waiting. You know. Yeah. I put okay. So much money in waiting, and it just don't work out. What do you mean? Yeah. There's so much money. Well, you put money in waiting. You just just not gonna hang around and not spend the money. There's dinners. Yeah. There's movies. Yeah. There's rent. You drive on oh, you buy couches room. and stuff like that. <laughs> Blind, sending kids school money. It's a lot of money. We ain't done a damn thing yet. And waiting? Wait, and I'm still waiting? No. No. no somebody need to tell me thing. something. You need to get somebody down here to tell me something. And I'm waiting on somebody that ain't never done it before? Mm. What? You don't even know what you you're doing. You're here talking. So you're supposed to be the sensible one. He, but he is. He is. These two fools right here. Let me I'm going to wait, but yeah. we're going to be mashing up against each other real strong. Tommy. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with mashing. That, Tommy, I've I I I actually done that. I've actually cut myself on the back of my zipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much information. Your clothes going to be real wrinkled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can count all yeah. the change in my pocket. I, ain't I was grinding so hard one time, I cut myself on the inside stitching of the jeans. That's how hard I was grinding. They used to call me Mr. Coffee because I grind so fine. I mean, yeah. Big Brother Folgers. Here come Mr. Folgers. Yeah, I had one time, man. I'm telling you one time, man, when I was you young, man. You overshare, Steve. Uh-uh, you overshare now. We helping oh, my, people. I, Call them. I've actually ripped a pair of pants. It just broke out. <laughs> and tore the stitches off. Tore right out the pair. Well, what's up? <laughs> what are we going to do about this? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's been an ugly situation for me. I'm yeah. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something. We got no way. All right, Steve, we got to go. We got to get out of here. Uh, email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at my girl Shirley. And uh, thank you, everyone, who joined me yesterday for Facebook Live, uh, the Strawberry Letter Live after show. We're getting more viewers and everything. I appreciate that, guys. All right, coming up next, Lisa Borders, the president of the WNBA. Uh, she's going to be here to talk to us about exciting things that are happening this season. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Listen, everybody, uh, we got a special guest this morning. Uh, this is really good. Uh, this woman right here has been known for just her really, really stellar uh, leadership qualities. Uh, she served... Uh, prior as the president of the Atlanta City Council and uh, VP of Global Community Affairs at the Coca-Cola Company. Well, she's taking on a new leadership role. This is going to be fun today, y'all. She is the president of the Women's National Basketball Association, the WNBA. All right, all Uh, right. The WNBA is in its 22nd season. Uh, It... uh, it, it's the longest-running women's pro league, so we're going to find out about this season, the exciting new stuff they got planned, uh, what we're just going to talk to. Please welcome to the show the uh, president of the WNBA. Please welcome Miss Lisa Borders. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Girl Good power. Good to be with all of you all on the air here. Good. Lisa, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. Blessed, blessed. No complaints. Delighted really? to be with you. Really? Well, let's talk about this because the uh, WNBA season opener was this past weekend in Las Vegas. T- tell us what we can expect from the squad this season because this is a new team, isn't it? That's right. There are 12 teams altogether, but this is the inaugural season for the Las Vegas Aces. This is our newest team. And it features the number one draft pick from this year. Her name is Asia Wilson from the University of South Carolina. And see, listen, this girl is so bad. They are erecting a statue of her at the University of South Carolina. Never been done, male or female athlete at the collegiate level. And she has an amazing group around her. The number one draft pick from last year is on this team, Kelsey Plum. The number two draft pick from UConn, Mariah Jefferson, is on this team. Kayla McBride, who is an ice-cold three-point shooter, is on this team, (laughs) sharpshooter. These are some bad girls, Steve. They can hoop. You hear me? They can hoop. They're They're playing at Mandalay Bay this year. Wow, you know, I, see, I watch the WNBA because mm-hmm. I tell you what, it really is good basketball. Yeah. It's really, really some good basketball, and them girls can ball. See, now if you're watching the NBA, you you used to this high flying act and all like this, and, yeah, and that's great. But if you go out there against them girls, you're gonna get your you're gonna get your draws. Okay, toe careful, off. careful. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you right now. You go out there and mess with them girls if you want to, thinking you got game. They gonna hand you your damn lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Them girls you know, out there, you, man, they play it. Go ahead. You you are right, Steve. The the game is a solid product on the floor. They are collaborative. Everybody touches the rock. Nobody is ball hungry. Everybody wants to make sure the team wins. So they are really. Hey, hey 
good with the fundamentals. In fact, I think Draymond Green, the center from Golden State, once said in a Sports Illustrated article, when he wants to sharpen his fundamentals, he watches the women. He watches their feet. He watches their hands. He watches how they communicate on the court. It's really pretty incredible. We invite everybody to come, if they can, to see a game in arena. But if not, you know, we are rolling on ESPN and we are streaming live on Twitter. So, okay. do you okay. have anybody that okay. we can so use talk. on the Rockets? Please, we need help. Any one of these. <laughs> Rockets don't need no damn help. Food. <laughs> NBA Finals in the West. Let me let me talk to this lady. So, talk talk to us about this. Talk to me about the app and the streaming capabilities for a second. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we did a deal with Twitter, Steve, last year, and we were the first women's pro league to stream live on twitter one of our players jewel lloyd who is just extraordinary she dropped 27 points just the other night she trains with kobe a lot that's his little sister jewel said to me lisa while i was playing in china i saw the super bowl streaming on twitter i think we should stream on twitter we were already running our games on ESPN, but she said, you know, the younger folks really want a mobile option. They want to be able to go places and still watch the game as opposed to only sitting down watching it for two hours in your den. Mm -hmm. So we went to Twitter and said, what do you think? We have this young group of women, elite athletes, 144 of some of the best athletes in the world. This is a very sound game that they're playing, and they play it extremely well. How about we stream some of these games? Let's just take a shot at this. They said, sure, we'll try it. They streamed 20 games last year, Steve, and on average, we were looking at 613,000 viewers from all across the globe. Mm -hmm. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And we have a couple of players like Skylar Diggins, who plays on the Mm -hmm. Dallas Wings. She's a Notre Dame graduate. She has a million Twitter followers. Whenever Skylar is playing, the averages are over a million because Skylar turns on her network. So this has really given us an opportunity to put a stake in the ground and say that we are working hand in glove with social media, not just to tweet or retweet or filter something on Snapchat. We are literally creating content and distributing the content on the Twitter platform on social media. It's really helped us with our fans across the globe. These girls in some of these skill sets like three-point shooting and free throw shooting and, you know, stuff like that. You could do some co-ed stuff, man, that could really show how bad these girls really are. Because if you put them out at that three-point line, them girls right there be dropping their ball in that hole. I'd be going, man, if I had that girl's jumper, I'd still be playing. I could still get out here. You know what, Steve? We accept your invitation. You have an open seat at the WNBA table anytime you want to come. Whether it's to watch a game or talk to us about marketing or talk to us about creating an even broader footprint for our fan base. We are all in. You let us know when you're ready. Lisa Borders, thank you so much. We'll be in touch. And come back on. Let's talk about the WNBA from time to time. Absolutely happy to do it, Steve. Thanks to you and all your crew. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Take good care. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, guys, this Saturday, June 2nd, we want to make this announcement. If you're in the Dallas metro area, we want you to join our family member, Junior, 
Junior is having his 5K run and fun walk, and this is benefiting Junior's foundation. It's called Kears Hope Foundation, working to change the shape Go ahead, of boy. sickle cell. Junior, yeah, boy. Right. Do it, man. Yeah, Junior is giving back. He's doing his big charity walk tomorrow in Dallas. That's Saturday, June 2nd at Margaret Hunt Hill Trinity River Trail. So now the pre-registration starts at 6 Mm a.m. And Junior and the crew, everyone is going to start walking or running, whichever one you want to do, at 7 a.m. Saturday morning in Dallas. You know we got to beat that heat. So go to KearsHope.org for more information. That's KearsHope.org. Org for more information. Yes, Tommy. Let me say this to all the people on my Facebook who have upset me. Kier will be there. There's nothing Junior. wrong with him. Thank yes. you. Yeah, he will be We're there. We're putting up bad information. You don't know what you're talking about. Man. Well, some of them is my relatives just saying yeah. the wrong. Then put my boy whole face up there. Rest in peace, Kier. Kier ain't Kier, gone. Kier's here. He'll be there tomorrow. Damn. And Damn. I'm going to send Kier some money. To support his foundation, right. and I'm gonna do, foundation. I'm gonna do, a half a k. Okay, you, you gonna walk half a k? Half a k. That's all I'm doing. Half a big k. lazy ass. So half a one k? Is it half one? Half, half a. That's down the hey, street and back. What are you doing? Look, I'm doing, I'm helping out with money, and I'm gonna do a half a k. A half okay. of a k. Oh. I can't we'll do a whole donation. cake. I can't yeah, okay. do a whole cake. Okay, wow. well, do what you can. Do what you <laughs> can. This boy here, man. This boy here. And, Steve, if people missed it earlier in the week, we, we talked about this. Junior is off for a while. He uh, lost one of his, assist- yeah, his assistants. He lost his assistant. Friend, his and his friend. Who was his best friend and yes. his roommate. Mm-hmm. Right. Kia lost him. Uh, a yeah. brother named Brian Cook. Outstanding, good brother, brother man. He, is a good, he was not a member man. of the morning show or the talk show. He worked strictly for Kier. Mm-hmm. The people who Kier are suffering the loss is his parents, his, his relatives, his brothers. Mm-hmm. He had brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. His sister and father had to come down here to meet with the coroner. You know, it's just in Atlanta. It was a horrible situation to have to go through for his family. I really, really hate that the media has turned this into something else because they try to get eyeballs on their story. Steve Harvey's employee, they they did a story, man, that really hurt me, man, because they did some graphic stuff describing him in the hotel room, and it was so unfair. I think people fail to realize that he was the son of a mother and a father that are still living, that have to grapple with this loss, and it's unfair, man, when uh, social media grabs stuff just so they can get uh, likes and and views and uses a tragedy like this. I mean, why put my picture up on it at all? Because you're trying to draw eyeballs? And no, man, what the concern should be on the family yeah, and praying Junior. Praying for the family. Yeah, Junior's often. devastated, man. man. Yeah, this was his that's, friend. That's what the yeah. problem is, you know? Nobody's devastated, but ain't nobody hurting like that mother and father. And them brothers yeah. and sisters. His Ain't family, nobody hurting like family. them. And well, we are- I, I don't want it to turn into that. It's just that's what it is. The brother passed in his sleep. It, it was natural causes. Natural causes? causes? No, no. Wasn't on drugs. He wasn't yeah, drunk. Wasn't none, no of that. Over right. D, wasn't none, none of that. None of that. None of that. that. Right. And that's what makes it even more alarming because, man, just out of nowhere. And uh, so we're praying for our brother and, his, and also Brian Cook's family. 
Mr. and Ms. Cook and his brothers and sisters and nephews and nieces. And uh, Keir, man, he, he's taking it really, really rough because he found him. Right. He found his best friend. That's, that's hard to do. I mean, so I've seen it. And he asked me how to handle it. But you, you can't advise people on grief. No, you can't. Because grief is an individual thing. There is no it's manual for this. It's gonna, it makes everybody different. You're going to cry when you think it's over. It's going to be something happen. And it's just, you know, I just, I just wish everybody would just, you know, just be respectful of the family. That's all I want to say. All right, on a happier note, how about this? Hello? I'm here. What you got? You got here, something here. for us? Can I have your attention, please? Come we on now. Listening. I have a special announcement. There we go. <laughs> Sand and Soul Festival. Yes. It's fast approaching, you all. And we have a few rooms left. We had some rooms open up, so I'm putting them back out on the market. So mm-hmm. here we go. You can come to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino and the Ryu Republica Resort in the lovely Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, August 30th to September 3rd. Only Sand and Soul guests are allowed on the resort. So there will be nobody else on the resort except us. So if you get to stay at the Ryu, which is right next door, you get all of their amenities over there, and you come over here and get all of these amenities. It's all inclusive. All your food and alcohol, 24-hour room service, all included. Jacuzzis and balconies in every room. 13 swimming pools, 11 restaurants, 23 bars and lounges. You get a $750 resort credit. You get 18 whole Jack Nicholas golf course. That's where I'll be. And uh, the largest casino in the Caribbean. All inclusive. Food, alcohol, 24-hour room service. Leave your wallets at home. Rooms available online only. Just go to steveharveysandandsoul.com right now. If you're at your desk, just go check it out, y'all. Go to steveharveysandandsoul.com. Check it out. The whole lineup is there. The comedy show, the Apollo night. Marjorie's doing a beauty seminar. We got to act like a success master class. Cigars and cognac. We got all wait, white party. We got kill. Right there. Huh? Slow down, boy. Slow down. Cigars and cognac. You got to tell Lord us right. more when we come back. You Come on. You got to run sorry. this down. I was trying to rush. I'm bad. No, don't rush. Take your time, okay, baby. Can't tell how many times I heard that. Oh, we'll be back at 20 after. I can't stand him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, sand and soul. Tell everybody what's going on. What's happening? Steve Stop Harvey, sand and, and soul. Yeah, yeah, Re- recap. recap. I'm going to get to that, but let's do this here. Everybody right now online, just go check it out. We, we done opened up some rooms mm-hmm. because we moved some stuff around, so we got some more rooms available at the Ryu, which is right next door, but which allows you access to everything at our resort, too. So you get yes. both resorts. So you can come on over and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, y'all. August 30th to September 3rd. Listen to this. Steve Harvey, sandandsoul.com. Go right now. Check it out. Come on down here with us. We gonna be bowling. Now listen to me. My wife, we gonna be throwing a beauty ball. Yes. I'm going to be throwing a success class. We got Showtime at the Apollo. I'm going to host that. We got a comedy show, Earthquake, Kill, Precious, all that. 
We got a 70s party, the one and only Frank Ski coming. All white party, hosted by Cheryl Underwood. Players ball, hosted by Dougie Fresh. We got the welcome party, hosted by Biz Marquis. You understand? <laughs> performing. We got an all white concert. We got Kim performing. We got, you heard me, jazz and cocktails on the beach featuring a live band, cigars, and yak. Come on here, boy. <laughs> Keyword, yak. Yak. Yakety yak. Cigars and cognac rolled on site. Nice. August 30th, September 3rd. All the information is at Steve Harvey Sand and Soul. Steve Harvey Sand and Soul.com. We've opened up some rooms. It's all inclusive. Leave your wallets at home. You ain't got to pull you. You got a $750 resort credit. Nice. You got all of the room service is free. 24 hours. 24-hour room service free. Damn. Yeah. 13 swimming pools. Wow. 13. Yeah. I'm going to just rope <laughs> one of them off for me. <laughs> that sounds like you. Yeah, yeah I swear like I, swear, I swear do something pool. like that. That sounds huh? like something you do. Yeah, I just rope one off for me. I just be over there just by my damn self. Nice. I can't wait. You want to throw a thong party or something? What you want to do? Then get in unless you got on a bikini thong. thong. How you want to do And we're not going by sizes. Don't care what size you are. (laughs) Put your thong on and come on. You got to be careful. Because it's going to be, see people that that it actually really won't be a thong, but once they put it on. The thong is gone. The thong is gone. Is that a song? The thong is gone. The thong is gone. The thrill is gone. All you see is that patch of fabric at the top of their butt. It's an entry point. That's it. Y'all play too much. Then the rest of that fabric is just gone. Can you have the thong party? Uh, The thong party, Steve. I love it. No, I love it. it. No. And you better be there, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, play some golf, man, and um. Yeah, that's relaxing. Look out the window a lot. Mm-hmm. Got me a nice ocean view. Just relaxing. Just yeah. relaxing. Kicking and that's up. what everybody needs to do when they yeah. come to Sand and Soul. We just going to relax. Get away from your kids and your relatives. Yes. And man, shoot. Yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. you, deserve you work hard. Yeah. I'm hustling. Let me take a picture of your money, Steve. Let me get a picture of your money. <laughs> All right, we let's go, go break. Yep, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Cleveland Browns safety Demarius Randall underestimated two things, okay? He underestimated the power of social media, and he <laughs> estimated the passion of Cleveland what fans, do, okay? All right, uh, he's <laughs> a big on, fan. <laughs> he's a big fan of Golden State star guard Stephen Curry, Stephon uh-huh. Curry. Uh, Randall mm. posted a tweet promising that if the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Warriors in the 2018 NBA Finals, he would buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. 
That's what he put on social media. Okay, fool. Okay, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. He underestimated social media. Randall's tweet had been retweeted, get this, 869,000 times, Steve. Okay. He, he broke now. <laughs> he said, honestly, I didn't think it was going to uh, get over 100, and it was a joke, and he will not be buying jerseys, okay? <laughs> Randall, who, <laughs> he came to the Browns in a March trade from, the, from Green Bay, says he is not anti-LeBron. He doesn't want you to think that, and that he's actually a big LeBron fan as well, but when he's going up against Steph, he would just rather Steph win over LeBron. Well. So there you go. Yeah. I can fulfill that order right here in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> the swap meet on Slauson. <laughs> you ain't going to be out but $150. We're going to get all them jerseys. Not the Slauson swap meet, Jay. This <laughs> boy, he don't understand. When you come to Cleveland, man, yeah. you got to be Cleveland all in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Uh, don't no, we don't do that. He mm-hmm. underestimated Dog, those we fans. We Cleveland, man. This, yeah. Now, if you want to take your ass back to Green Bay, Boy, you don't come to Cleveland with that. <laughs> Learn this. Forget social media. Okay, what's the we, rules? When we see your ass out somewhere. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that's your problem. You better have these jerseys. <laughs> Dog, mine. <laughs> uh, I ain't get them jerseys, but don't wash them. Yeah. Whatever you do. <laughs> other Cleveland other Cleveland players had advised him not to do that, that they sh- he should not have pe- press send on his uh, uh-huh. tweet. Those are the most dangerous words on your phone. Yeah, send. Send. Mm-hmm. Send. Yeah. It has yeah. got more people in trouble. <laughs> send. 869,000 to- times it was retweeted. Lost and yeah. swap me, baby. Wow. We can cover that. <laughs> At the first game? Boy, he's going to see some signs. He, he, he needed it. He, he needs to play his this <laughs> He need a do-over, huh? Because, dog, yeah. cause we're trying to win a title here. Uh-huh. Now, I know that Cleveland is the underdogs. Yeah. I'm clear about that. But mm. we pulling for Cleveland, though. Yes, so let us win now, okay? Did you say Cleveland? That's right. That's how you say it. Yeah, that's how you say it. If sure. it means something, you uh-huh. say it like that. Cleveland, Ohio. You just leave that V off, huh? If you want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Cleveland. that before. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. I thought that's what he said. Dog, we Cleveland. 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 Come up in here now. This Cleveland. You don't know where you at? Okay. The V is like, hey, what about me? Like Bron, we leave it off. <laughs> no, man. You, but you, you on the Browns team now. You can't. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. I, I look. I, yeah. Steph Curry was on um, Family Feud this year. You'll mm-hmm. see it. Oh, really? Okay, coming up this Steph summer. Curry against uh, Chris Paul's family. Okay. Uh-huh. I told them they would be in the finals. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Steph Curry used to go to Chris Paul's camp. They got the same hmm. financial managers. Mm-hmm. Them boys is tight. Yeah. They fathers know each other. They families know each other. They grew up together in North Carolina. I ain't even know that. All right, Steve, coming up, our last break of the day, and, of course, your fabulous closing remarks. We will be back at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, last break of the day. And here's our fearless leader to take us home with closing remarks. Uh, you know, um, I, I guess in the light of so many tragic things happening, uh, there are people who are grieving this week. Uh, there's our president making another wrong statement on the wrong side of an issue. 
complaining that Bob Iger didn't call him to apologize. As if calling Valerie Jarrett was, how could you do that and you don't call and apologize to me? Um, with everything that's going on in this world, it's, 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 it's so much going on, you know, and social media don't let nothing die. It just goes on and on and on. I, I just want to remind people, you got to stay focused, man. You got to stay focused on where you're going. Even in your loss, even in grieving, you're still here. I have lost some incredibly important people in my life. I'm sure those of you listening can say the exact same thing, that you have lost some incredibly important people in your life. And I can tell you flat out, it was never a good time losing these people. It never seemed right to me at all. I never could wrap my mind around the loss of my mother. I did not understand the loss of my father. I did not understand the loss of my big brother. I did not understand the loss of my best friend. And I'm sure so many of you can say the same thing. But I was sitting there at my mother's funeral and the minister said something really important. He said, I, I want you to, to know something. And the five of us were sitting there looking at our mother. And he said, I know y'all hurt. I could see it in your face. And we were all on the front row. He said, but I want you to turn around and look at how packed this church is. And me and my brothers and sisters at my mom's funeral, we turn around and we look and the church was jam-packed. I didn't even realize. Then he made the announcement. He said, I want you all to know that the overflow room is completely full too. And that there are people standing on the steps outside and in front of the church, they came to honor your mother. My mother was a Sunday school teacher for 40 years. And I mean, man, everybody was at my mama's funeral. Politicians, but I'm talking about hustlers, gangsters, pimps, dope boys. Everybody my mama had taught as a Sunday school teacher who tried to save them. They all came and made a statement of how your mama tried to save us, man. And I was sitting there in my darkest moment, and the preacher said something that was really profound. He said, I know y'all crying right now and you heavy, but I want you to think of all the good things your mother did. I want you all to think of all the joy, all the things she taught you. And I want you to look at the sides of the crowd of this church that looks like an Easter Sunday in here now because they come to pay homage to your mom. He said, now, think of those good things because when you do, and I noticed, man, that my spirit started lightening a bit, that I wasn't as dark, man, because I started thinking, out of, man, there's a lot of people in here, man. My mama touched a lot of people. And he told me something. He said, joy and depression cannot reside in the same space. Joy and depression cannot reside in the same space. That was my greatest takeaway at my mother's funeral. So when you lose a loved one, and I know it's hard, think of all the good times. 
think of the smiles and the laughs and the moments and the memories and remember that time when he, remember that time when she, boy, you remember that time we was over here and they did this and they did that. And let that smile come over your face because even though they gone, the one great takeaway you can have is you still here. Oh, now you might miss that person, but you don't miss them so much that you want to go with them now. So you got to still get the takeaway that you're still here. And what can you learn from the demise of your loved one, of your friend, of your coworker? What can you learn? That life is fragile. That life is has an unsurety about it. That you should start living your life to its fullest that you should take advantage of things, that you should be a little bit more grateful, that you should stop and smell the roses along the way, that you should take some time out to tell somebody that you love how much you love them, that you should take the time to say thank you, and maybe you should write a note, maybe holler at somebody you ain't talked to in a while. Maybe you need to mend a relationship that's been kind of broken over the years before you mess around and the next time you see them, they in a box. Then it's too late to say, man, I should have got with you. Or I'm sorry, I wish we had been closer. I forgave a friend, an old friend at my mother's funeral who had done me so dirty. Whatever he had done to me that I thought was so dirty, it was nothing like sitting up there looking at my mom in that casket, man. So you learn a lot in grieving and in death. Just remember that God kept you here and they passed through your life for a certain point and for a special reason. Keep that in your heart. Keep smiling. Keep living. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a great weekend. Y'all will. I work. (laughs) We will. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.